From Boise to Middleton, the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho Conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne DeZubak. That's right. It is another edition of the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey with Wayne DeZubak. The SIC PrepCast is brought to you by D.L. Evans Bank. Wayne, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm getting so ready for football again this weekend. I mean, it's getting right down to the nitty-gritty time now, and so uh, we're getting into the playoffs, getting into what would be like district for football. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah, especially in that 5A SIC, right? This is the last week of regular season competition, and then next week will be all of the cross-divisional matchups where you, you'll have the SIC championship game, the two divisions uh, winners will uh, face off against each mm-hmm. other, and then you'll have two versus six and, and so on and so forth from the other divisions. So yeah, we're, we're, yeah, you're the expert on that. I mean, you're the one that's got it all straightened out, all figured out. You can go to idosports.com to find it all out. My brain's so messed up right now with what's going on. Cause this is a kind of a new thing, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a lot of excitement. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Wayne, it was easy this year with 12 teams next year when there's 13, <laughs> Look out. <laughs> yeah, I got to make it tough on us guys. You know what I mean? It's too easy, guys. So, oh, well, yep. that'd be fun. For sure. Well, before we get into the football talk, let's talk about district soccer started last week. It is still continuing. So when you're listening to this, not everything will be set in stone. But Wayne, at least we can say on, on the boys and girls side, 5A, 4A, SIC, there are a couple of teams that have clinched state tournament spots. Yeah, on the, on the guy side in 5A, Timberline and Boise are heading off to state. So we know that they're going to go to state. They're going to play for the district championship. And again, that's Wednesday of this week. So we, we you know, like I said, depending on when you watch this podcast, you'll never know. We don't know whether who won or who lost. But we know they're both going to state. So congratulations, both having great years on what they do. The 5A girls, Rocky Mountain and Timberline are headed to state. So, and, and no big surprise there. I mean, we all kind of figured that that was the way it was going to come down for the championship game. But you know, congratulations to all four of those teams. Uh, great seasons, and obviously the the goal is to win state. Uh, you get you get through this regular season, then you get into district. But obviously, the bottom line is is that it's it's kind of like a lost season if you don't win state. That's what they're all trying to do. Yep. And then on the four A side, you'll have Bishop Kelly and Caldwell both qualifying for state on the boys' side. That should be a good uh, championship matchup in the district title game. And then on the girls' side, Bishop Kelly. Uh, along with Valley View. Valley View beat BK, uh, handed them their first conference loss in a couple of years earlier this year, Wayne. Yep. And, and actually, Valley View went into districts as the number one seed. So so BK's got a lot to, to play for. Well, kudos for Bishop Kelly. The Knights, you know, both the guys and the gals, both going to state this year, both in the district finals. I mean, what better can you do in soccer than that? I mean, that that that's a pretty good program right there. They've always been good. Brandon, ever since I've been around, you know, when my kid played for Bora and played soccer, BK's always been a good program, both on the girl side and the guy side. So congratulations again to Bishop Kelly for making it a state for both boys and girls. They're, they're kind of like Rocky Mountain, right? Just pick the sport and there's a chance that they're going to be pretty good and pretty competitive. Oh, right? You know what? They're just so competitive there. I mean, that program, you can count on one thing, Bishop Kelly being good in pretty much every sport that they play. Absolutely. And, and the Bishop Kelly football team continuing to excel. They they beat Caldwell last week, 55 to 6. They're 5 and 2 overall, still with the one loss in league to Emmett. And that kind of transitions into what was probably the game of the week, not just in the in the SIC Wayne, but probably in the whole state. What a wild affair between Middleton and Emmett. And that was a game that we had 
on idahosports.com. Yeah, I tell you what, and that's exciting there. And you know what? 41 to 38 was the final score. And it looked like Middleton was going to win that game. It was at Middleton. Everything was going smooth. And then a lot of things happened at the end of that game. Uh, really, it, you know what? It was one of those things where uh, Emmett scored late. And then they decided not to go for the onside kick, but to kick it deep. So they kicked it deep. And then Middleton decided they wanted a point differential type thing because that was going to come into play down the road, point differential, not just a win-loss. So they decided to go for it and not just take a knee. And as a result, they fumbled. And bingo, just like that, it was to open the door for Emmett to score. They scored. They kicked the extra point. They won the game. Uh, yeah. What, what do you say? You know, Unbelievable. Yeah, Emmett was was trailing 41-28 with 8.57 to play, and they, they started the, the comeback. Caden Young, 16-yard touchdown pass to Cason Pearson. That made it 41-35 with 105 to go. And then, as you said, Emmett yep. elected to, to kick deep. Middleton could have kneeled the ball and, and escaped with the win, but their head coach, Bill Brock, said that, well, we didn't just want the win. We wanted to win by 13 or more because that would give us the number one spot in the division based on the point differential. Because if Middleton had won, Wayne, we talked about this last week, it would have created this big three-way tie at the top with Middleton, BK, and Emmett with all three teams beating each other. So Middleton, instead of securing the win, went for the bigger picture of let's get first place, and it backfired. Yeah, it absolutely did backfire. I'm hurry. I heard about it today talking to somebody that lives in Middleton, and one of our actually one of our webcast sponsors, and he was talking about it that you know kids come in. It was Garbanzo's Pizza, and uh, the kids come into Garbanzo's to eat. They're talking about the game and whatnot, and he was telling me, he said, "Boy, they were upset with the coaching staff. They just wanted the W. They didn't care about the point differential. Just get the win." And you're right. Then you would have had. You know, you would have had Emmett, BK, and Middleton all at four and one, and now you don't. You got Emmett at five and zero, oh, BK at four and one, and then you got Middleton at three and two, tied with Valley View also at three and two in the standing. So it it made a mess of things and uh, kind of a lot of controversy and a lot of armchair quarterbacks out there right now. Yeah, and and like I said, all three of those teams are going to head to the playoffs, but Middleton now because of this loss. Is, is going to take third place in the division, which means more than likely a road game, maybe one home game in the playoffs. And then if they yeah. win that, then they got to hit the road. Yeah. And that's tough. I mean, when you go hit the road in the playoffs, you don't know what's going to happen. You got weather all over the place, depending on whether you go north, south, east, you know, wherever you go, it could be ugly weather and uh, it could change everything. So yeah, you want to play at home. You want to you know, be there. And it was just, I don't know, man. I don't know what the thinking was going on at the end of that game. I would have gotten the W. That's what I would have gone for. Yeah. Just, just a wild game overall. And Emmett wins 42, 41 coming back in, in dramatic fashion to, to beat Middleton. So that was the big matchup. We talked about BK. They continued to win. And we, we know that those are the three best teams. And then maybe a little bit of a drop off. And we think that Nampa and Valley view are the two next best Valley view shut out Ridgeview 34, nothing, nothing too surprising there. And uh, for Nampa, they defeated Columbia 55 to 20. So I think we're really starting to see the separation, right? The five playoff contenders, the three teams that are maybe another year away. You know, we kind of knew the one thing about four ASIC is you can kind of, it's pretty predictable. You kind of know that you got Emmett, BK, Middleton, and Valley. And you don't know what order, but you know that you're going to have, you know, Emmett, BK, and, and Middleton right up there at the top all the time. And obviously that's what we've got right now. Valley View kind of looking at the outside, knocking on that door there. Uh, you know, Napa's right there. They were six and three last year. This year, they're only uh, three and four overall. So they're not having the year that I thought they would as my dark horse at the beginning of the season. But still, 
Napa beat uh, Columbia 55 to 20, as you mentioned the other day. Uh, so maybe they're getting it together and if they can get into the playoffs, they can make something happen there. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the four ASIC really starting to crystallize mm-hmm. five ASIC Wayne continues to be just unpredictable week in week out. Um, the big matchup we talked about was, was the game that uh, you had the call of Friday night. Uh, the top two teams in the river division matching up capital against Mountain View. And like Mountain View does, kind of kept it low scoring, kind of kept it defensive and gritty. And they win 24 to six and, and wrap up the ri- river division title. You know what? The big thing that I saw in that game was a numbers game, quite frankly. Capital, they've got a good, solid roster. They've got a bunch of really good ball players. Max Clark, great one. You got uh, all kinds of, you know, good, good good players for capital, but six or seven of them play both ways. Mountain doesn't have to do that. You know, they've got so many players, so many guys that they can count on that nobody, maybe one or two, but they don't have that many guys going both ways. And towards the end of the game, you can just see it wearing down on the Eagles, wearing down on them. And that's kind of what happened in that ball game. Uh, capital kept coming back, trying to stay there. But every time something would happen and Mountain just came out there and won it 24 to six and, it was a little bit predictable uh, because of that situation. But, uh, boy, I tell you what, Mountain View's got it going right now. I mean, they, they got to feel good about being 7-0. Yeah, 7-0, 4-0 in the River Division. And even even if they were to lose uh, next week to CUNA, which, again, not likely, but could happen. Right. Even if they were to lose that, they still win the River Division because of their head-to-head victory over Capital. So they've got that locked up. Uh, exactly. And- Right. In the other division, Rocky Mountain still continues to lead six and one overall, three and zero in the division. Their final game is going to be against Meridian. And this is where it gets really interesting because Meridian comes in two and one in the division. A win would tie them with Rocky Mountain and would actually give them the head to head over Rocky. So so essentially, Wayne, in this matchup between Rocky Mountain and Meridian, uh, the, the Foothills division title is on the line this Friday. Yeah, and I, I, I tell you what, Rocky Mountain, they've got some question marks right now. You know, they lost to Valley View earlier this year, and then their game against Timberline on Friday night was 16-16 at halftime, guys, 16-16. And then, of course, uh, 14 points in the second half. Uh, Rocky Mountain's defense shut down Timberline in the second half, no no points at all, but uh, to go on to win at 40-16, to 30-16, to 16, rather. But the bottom line is that Rocky Mountain is, you know, as good as they are, as powerful as they are, and the reputation they have, they seem to be susceptible. They seem to have something right there that they're not unbeatable this year. And so it's going to be interesting to see what Meridian can do. All depends whether or not they got Zeke Martinez or Malachi Martinez at quarterback. Uh, Malachi, it's been a tough senior year for him because he's been hurt, came back, got hurt. Whether he's going to come back, I don't know. But, yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. And I think really if Malachi can play a little bit in that ball game, it'll make a difference. I think he is the better of the two. Only, only, I think they're both physically great, but I think only Malachi because Malachi has that um, experience that Zeke doesn't have. Right, and, and Malachi was able to play. Uh, I, I don't know if he played the, the whole game, uh, but Meridian had a pretty easy time with Boise winning yeah, forty-eight yeah. to seven. So, and, and I guess I should I should clarify, Wayne. I, I guess if Meridian were to beat Rocky Mountain this Friday, 
you would have just kind of like in the four ASIC, you'd have this three-way tie at the top between yeah. Rocky, Eagle, and Meridian with all three teams beating each other. So it actually would be <laughs> be kind of fun to see that, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, it it really is fun to see what they're doing right there right now. I'm, I'm getting a kick out of it. <laughs> so uh, Eagle had the other kind of interesting matchup against Skyview, and, and we thought, okay, this is Skyview's opportunity to prove that they are ready to to take that jump to the next level in the SIC, but Eagle knocks him back 51 to 14 the final. I Brandon, I was really surprised by that. I was really kind of shocked at that final score. I don't know uh, if Eagle just was on that night or if Skyview was off. I don't know. Or if there's that much of a difference between the two teams. I did not see a 51-14 ball game coming. So that one probably my biggest shocker of the night, except for when I saw that. Timberline and Rocky were tied 16 all at halftime. That was a little bit of a shocker, but that was it right there. I mean, really, really different. Yeah. And then we had some, some interesting games between some, some programs that uh, have struggled uh, this year, or maybe in that second level of teams we had, uh, let's start with a really close game on idahosports.com Thursday night. Bora defeats a 28, 21. It was a pretty good game, Wayne. Yeah, I did that game. I really thought that why he had a chance to win that game. They they looked strong. Uh, uh, that the storm looked like they had a lot going for themselves. In fact, when I watched them play against Bora, my first thought was, how are they winless? I mean, I really thought that they should have beaten somebody this year. I'm surprised they're winless. Um, that may come, you know, uh, Friday night. I don't know, but yeah, they look pretty good. And on Bora's side of the coin, you got to hand it to them. This is a team that started 0 and three. And now they're four and three on the year. They've won four in a row and uh, they got a big game coming up Friday night that I'm going to be doing boring capital. So that's going to be fun. Yeah. That's going to be a humongous game for sure. The, the other uh, close matchup we had was another game on idahosports.com and it was Centennial defeating CUNA by 10, 35, 25 uh, for Centennial. They had that. They were one and zero. remember way back when they beat Hawaii, they were one and zero. that hadn't won since. So it's nice to see the Patriots break through. Well, they had a tough year last year. They were 0-6 last year. So in the in the uh, COVID-shortened season, they didn't have a win. They got a couple of this year. So, you know, they've doubled up this year, Centennial. It, it's good to see them going. They've always been – I mean, I remember back in the Brock Forsey days when Centennial was so good. And for whatever reason, they've kind of been down for the last few years. So it's good to see them win another game, get back in there, and see if they can get back to their winning ways. But, yeah, congratulations beating QNN. Again, CUNA having a tough season right now, and so we'll see what they can do Friday night. Absolutely. So these next two weeks are going to be really important, Wayne, the final week of the regular season for 5ASIC, and then and then in two mm-hmm. weeks it will be all of those uh, postseason cross-divisional matchups. Uh, the SIC gets six automatic spots into the playoffs this year with the potential of getting a seventh team via the one-at-large bid that is awarded in the 5A ranks. So the bracket's all predetermined. 11 of the 12 are all predetermined slots, and then they give one at-large bid. I will say that right now, if the playoffs were to start today, that at-large spot would go to Post Falls because Post Falls has had a tough schedule. They've been playing really well. Their max preps rating is a little bit higher. And so for, for those teams that are on the bubble, those teams like Timberline, Skyview, and, and Bora now that, that want to break through, uh, these next two weeks are going to be absolutely crucial as they try to jockey for playoff position. Well, and you just talked about two teams that are on the bubble, Timberline uh, and Skyview. Well, guess what? They play Thursday night at Timberline. 
So <clears throat> that's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Timberline uh, going to host that game. As you mentioned, Timberline, they're both four and three on the year. So that's going to be a big one down there. How can Skyview bounce back from that loss to Eagle? Uh, Timberline, of course, lost to Rocky Mountain, which to be honest, probably expected, but they gave Rocky everything that the Grizzlies could handle. So Timberline would be my favorite in that game based on what I've seen the last couple of weeks. Uh, but Timberline, if they win that one, that would be, I think, going to knock Skyview pretty much maybe out of the playoffs and uh, put Timberline right there in that bubble uh, and, and you know, to contend with Post Falls for that last spot. Yeah, so it's it's going to be really interesting for that matchup. That's going to be the Thursday game at Donald Larson Park on IdahoSports.com. And, and then you mentioned Friday night on IdahoSports.com, the big game that you'll be at again, Donald Larson Park. It's going to be Bora against Capital. Is this Lions team for real? I mean, because coming into the season, we weren't expecting too much. They have been in a division that is maybe less stacked. The, the River Division doesn't have as many quality teams as the foothills division but they don't have any control over that right now they're the third best team in that division yeah well here's the big difference is on defense they've got it together on defense to be honest with you uh then their first three losses 0 and three now granted the competition was a little stiff but they gave up 52 points a game since then the four wins 24 points per game so they have just halved it. I mean, they've just did a complete turnaround, 180 degrees. And defensively, they look much, much better. Offensively, they're getting it done. They're moving the ball around, doing a pretty good job. McCartney's doing a good job at quarterback. They've got Brady Toth on a wide receiver. they got a couple of the guys that are getting it done. So they do look pretty good. And, and I think, you know, and we've talked before, I think football is mental. And once Moore started winning, that mental aspect of the game kicked in and they felt, Hey, you know what? We can win. We can be there, but you're right. They got capital. Capital's pretty good. Um, I think capital has got to be favored in that game. I really do. Uh, capital's five and two Boris four and three coming into this contest. So I'm going to think capital's going to probably, uh, my pick would be capital to win that game, but boy, the way Boris playing, I wouldn't put anything past the lions. They're, they're looking good. And the defense has been the big reason. Yeah, it's been really fun to chart Bora's turnaround and their progress. And, and Wayne, if they if they beat Capital in this game on Friday night, Bora takes second place in the River Division, and Capital slides to third. And so for yeah, Capital, huge. yeah, this is kind of dangerous ground here for Capital uh, if they want to close the season out strong. Uh, let's talk about uh, also on IdahoSports.com Friday night. You've got Cuna hosting Mountain View. Mavericks a great chance to to wrap up the regular season eight and zero. Wayne, are you in the camp of it's it's better to get an early loss so you're accustomed to losing, or are you okay with going undefeated? Because coaches talk about and and players talk about sometimes as you get further into the postseason and you still haven't lost, it, the pressure just tightens up and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, you talked to Mountain View last year; they were zero and three to start the season, and now they're seven and zero this year. They do not want 0-3. They prefer 7-0, no question about it. So, yeah, no, I mean, you know, sometimes a loss can be a better learning tool than all the wins in the world, but uh, they don't need one right now. They don't need a loss right now. I mean, if they're going to lose, it's it's not going to happen for Mountain View until they get into a playoff game, you know, and against somebody really tough, maybe two or three, you know, maybe the second weekend of the playoffs. Or, you know, they get a first-round bye, so maybe even that second weekend of the playoffs that they get somebody really tough, depending where it's on the road, what the weather is, you know, that may come. But, yeah, Mountain View does not want to loss. They, they, are, they are so excited to be 7-0, and, 
and uh, they're, they're getting after it. So they're a pretty good team right now, all around, defensively and offensively. Yes, and, and you mentioned Mountain View, uh, by, by virtue of winning the River Division, does get an automatic buy in the opening round of the 5A right. postseason. The champion from up north, the champion from the east, Districts 5 and 6, and then the two champions of the two divisions in, in the Treasure Valley get those four first-round buys. So Mountain View, no matter what happens, win or lose in the SIC championship game in two weeks, will have a first-round buy. Now, if they win that SIC championship game, they're on the same side of the bracket as the East champ, which would be either Rigby or Highland. Mm. If they lose, if they lose that SIC championship mm. game, they're on the same side as Coeur d'Alene. There's, there's no easy road, basically. Yeah, I was going to say there's no win-win there, is there? That's uh, either way is tough, and that's what's so cool about the playoffs because now you're talking the Coeur d'Alene, you're talking about the Rigby, you're talking about the Highlands, you're talking about these teams. You know, Highland lost early this year; they lost their opening game to Rocky Mountain. And Highlands come back and they, you know, maybe they're for Highland. Maybe that loss to Rocky Mountain kind of told them something about themselves that led to what they've got now because they are unbelievable and having a good season. So I don't know. I, I, I A loss can be good, but to get back to that question you asked a moment ago, nobody wants one. No, And everybody would kind of say, let's stay away from a loss. Uh, let's just go with the undefeated season and, and have some fun. But it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Highland lost and then they haven't lost since. So right. they're, uh, and, and Wayne, I, that's the game I'm doing this Friday night for IdahoSports.com. It's Highland at Rigby. I'm pretty excited oh, about it. I was going to say that. See there last week, I wanted to split myself into three, you know, and I actually didn't have to go to the Skyview game because you know, Eagle killed them. So, I mean, I could have split myself in two. I just wanted to see, I wanted to see that Middleton game. That would have been the game to go. My game was okay. You know, my game was all right. But uh, that game was something else. But yeah, Highland and Rigby. I mean, that's that is a great matchup. Do you have a feel for that one? Uh, I, I think you have to give Rigby the nod right now because their defense is only allowing ten points per game. Uh, they're playing with a lot of confidence. They're playing with a lot of emotion right now. And Highland is a team that can sometimes become one-dimensional, whereas Rigby can beat you a number of different ways. So that's yeah. what I think. That's what I like about state. We get to see guys we haven't seen only. We hear about them. We see the polls. We see everything, but we don't get to see them, and now we get to see them. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, we're so close. Absolutely. All right, four ASIC games this week. Uh, you mentioned M Middleton. The, the big game is Middleton at Nampa. Now, if you'd come to me this time last week, I would say Nampa's in a pretty good spot to maybe pull off the upset. I feel like there's no chance of that now. Middleton is going to be so fired up and so focused that it's going to be really hard to knock him out. See, I agree with you on the one side. On the other hand, that one's at Bulldog Stadium, natural turf. You know, Middleton plays on artificial surface all the time. So I think Napa has, you know, a little bit of an edge there. And I think Napa coming off a win over Columbia where they scored 55 points. And I know it was Columbia. But the bottom line is I, I picked the Bulldogs for a reason to be our dark horse. Six and three last year, Gabe Navarro at quarterback. It was so, as long as he's pulling the trigger, anything can happen. If he gets hot, Napa gets hot. They may be heating up to the point where Middleton may be just at the other point where so much controversy over this situation, so much talk that they haven't put it behind him yet and thought about Napa. So that's kind of where I'm going with that. They have got to put Middleton, put everything behind him, forget about it, they had it in the bag, but this could have been a devastating loss to Emmett from a standpoint that it could mean two losses. And I'm talking about losing to Napa Friday night. Right. And yeah. Uh, and maybe losing, losing the locker room a little bit too. You, you made a yeah. great point there. Yeah, for sure. So I, I'll be watching that one with a close eye to yeah. see 
how that goes. The other big matchup, I think, is Bishop Kelly at Valley View. Wayne, this game could be over by 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because BK is 5-2, Valley View is 4-3. So you look at the records and you go, ah, but you know what? Boy, I'll tell you what, uh, BK is awful tough. The only thing going for it, that game is way out in Valley View. You know, it's I don't know about your weather there, but it's been windy here for the last couple of days. And, you know, Valley View is not protected from anything. It's out there. It is going to be windy. So who knows, you know, what happens? It's going to be a it's going to be a runner versus runner, ground game versus ground game. We'll see what happens. Wayne, the weather over here is a sore subject. We've got about four to five inches of snow right now. Oh, you're kidding me. No, I got to go shovel when we're done with this. Actually, so. <laughs> You know what? I, that's kind of cool, but you're right. When you got to go shovel, I got to go mow when I get through with this podcast. So oh, there's a big difference between the two. I'd trade you in a heartbeat, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Bishop Kelly Valley View, two teams that love to run the football. So that's going to be uh, an interesting game to keep an eye on as well. The the other games, you know, you got Emmett hosting Columbia, and then also Ridgeview here. Okay, Ridgeview at Caldwell. Ridgeview 0-6, Caldwell 0-7. I love when these types of games happen because this is a chance for somebody to get that first win. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to say we're talking about big games. I don't care who you're talking about, okay? For these kids at Ridgeview and for Caldwell, this is a big game. It's an opportunity for somebody to get a victory that they haven't had all year long. And, boy, I tell you, well, they will cherish that this year when they, if they can get that. So that's going to be a big one for these two teams coming at each other. Yeah, I will say Coach Fleshman, uh, Steve Fleshman, the head coach at Caldwell, he, he's done a tremendous job with this team. You know, they they Homedale is a 3A power, right? They're undefeated. They beat uh, Sandpoint earlier this year, a 4A team. You know, they only lost to Homedale 36-24. to That was way back in the season opener. And, and after last year, Wayne, when they had to uh, basically cancel games or forfeit games because of a lack of eligible players academically the fact that he's been able to keep these kids on track through the course of a whole season i think is a, is a tremendous win in and of itself so many things going on so many things we don't know about that we can't address and stuff like that these coaches have had a really tough two years no question about it yeah this year's been a little bit better but it's still been tough it's still been there i mean ridgeview early on in the season the reason they're 0 six they didn't have enough players available to practice and stuff like that so they didn't have enough practices so as a result they didn't play their first game they had to cancel that first game since then they've lost six in a row but you can't i mean you just can't say how big a game this is for these kids knowing that somebody's going to come out of there with a victory so i'll keep an eye on that one see what happens it'll be fun to see what it goes down yeah, absolutely. It'd be a lot of fun to talk about for sure. So uh, we're about to the part of the uh, podcast where we hand out our gold stars. Before we do, Wayne, I just wanted to give another shout out to the Skyview volleyball team again real quick. Another weekend, another out-of-state tournament, another easy victory. This time they went to Bend, Oregon, and they won the Clearwater Classic. They went 6-0 and against Oregon schools of all sizes. They didn't drop a single set. Uh Again, I mean, I'm running out of things to say at this point about the Skyview volleyball team, but well, I, is there over? I've got their overall record at 20 and two. Is that updated or is that is it better than yes, that? That's 22 correct. is right. Okay, I mean, that's amazing 20 and two, and the two losses, of course, are ones that came in that uh Vegas tournament where they played you know teams from all over the country, yeah. It's just remarkable. It'll be fun to watch them uh, as postseason volleyball starts up. Uh, kind of this weekend and then really into next week. So 
That'll be a lot of fun to watch. So, all right, Gold Star time. This is where we hand out the helmet stickers, the Gold Stars to the top performers of the week. Wayne, uh, who's batting leadoff today? Well, you know, I'll go first because I had two things I wanted to mention. I want to give honorable mention to Caden Young, the quarterback for Emmett. I mean, he rushed for five touchdowns, passed for another in that big one-point win over Middleton. Uh, just, you know, fantastic. I mean, six touchdowns, how can you how can you beat that, okay? But I tell you what, we've done a lot of five-touchdown guys who are, you know, given the gold star. So I'm going to give him an honorary gold star because he is something else. He may be, you know, Coach Hargett saying he may be the best football player in the state of Idaho. I mean, that's how he's promoting him. Uh, he's that good. So I want to mention him. I did not want to forget the kind of game he did. I mean, he used his legs for those five touchdowns. But when it comes to gold stars today, you know, Centennial's been having a rough year. I mean, you know, they, they've gone through a lot of stuff. So I want to mention the job that Jacob Carney did. He had a 99-yard fumble return for a touchdown, and then he had a 73-yard pick six for a touchdown. Uh, and that went over CUNA. So, I mean, you don't see that very often. You know, he's scooping up a fumble, going 99 yards for a touchdown, pick six for 73. Those are big-time plays, big-time defensive plays. So congratulations, Jacob Carney. He gets my goal star today from Centennial. Yeah, that was such a nice win for Centennial as uh, Coach Matt Green, a, a Centennial alum, trying to build that program back up to where it once was. And it's it's fun to watch him continue to build that program for sure. So that's a nice gold star. I'm going to go back to Emmett. You talked about Caden Young. He did score the uh, the game-tying touchdown on that run with uh, no time left. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I'm going to give it to the kicker, Jorge Rivera, because you know you got to have nerves of steel. Zeros on the clock, stepping in for a PAT. You know, kicks are no gimme, Wayne. I'm, I'm watching college wow. football Saturday. I'm seeing missed kicks all over the place. NFL Sunday. I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. Did you see that game on Sunday, Wayne? I didn't see the game, no. I didn't see it, but I saw it went to overtime. Well, they, they were playing the Cincinnati Bengals, and, and the two between the two teams, they combined for five straight misses in the final two minutes of regulation and then into overtime as well before uh, Green Bay finally kicked through the game-winning field goal. But, I mean, <laughs> it was it was touch and go there for a while. So, so kicking is no walk in the park. And so I'm going to give my gold start to Jorge Rivera. His kick is actually what won Emmett the game, 42-41 over Middleton. Yeah, I like that. I love giving kickers some love because, like you say, if the pros can't get it right, you know, it's that tough for the pros. You think about these high school kids coming out there, and you look up, and there's double zeros up there, and it's a tie ball game. Yeah, you're going to sit there and go, oh, you're thinking about it. And you know how mental kickers are. <laughs> so <laughs> it's yeah. got to be tough. So that's that's a great goal star. I like that one. Yep, for sure. And well, it's going to be another great weekend of competition. Uh, by this time next week, Wayne, we'll be able to talk about uh, more soccer teams that qualified for state districts will be all wrapped up. We can kind of start previewing how we think local soccer teams are mm -hmm. going to be doing. Volleyball is going to be into into district play, and then we'll be into the uh, the, the stretch drive for uh, football as well. So it's it's an exciting time of year. Yeah, we also have district coming up next week for uh, cross country. Yes. So we know that's coming up, and uh, saw you guys do a cross country meet last week. Uh, you and Paul were out there doing that from uh, Pocatello, and that was pretty cool watching you guys do that. Great to see that cross country is making the airwaves at IdahoSports.com. 
Yes, and of course, the big news came out that they are going to keep the state cross-country meets at Eagle Island Park over in Eagle, Wayne, right where you're at. So that's going to yeah, be we're going to separate. I'm going to separate, you know, each classification by a couple hours. But so it's going to be a long, drawn-out affair, but they're going to keep it there. And, and that's good because the, the reason it's good is because that is a great course. That's a great course, a fun course to watch. And you can see a lot of it. I go over there and watch several cross-country meets over there. And you can just kind of – you look at one spot, then you can just kind of hurry up over to the, the hill on the other side, and you can watch them for most of the way. So they got a lot of great vantage points that you can watch most of the course, and it's a, a great run. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, again, the, the games on the broadcast schedule for IdahoSports.com this weekend, football games, audio only, Thursday, Skyview against Timberline at Donna Larson Park, and then two games Friday, Bora against Capital at Donna Larson Park, and also CUNA hosting Mountain View. All of those games kick off at 7 o'clock. So uh, real quick, Wayne, let's uh, hear from our sponsor, D11's Bank, and then we will uh, wrap things up here on the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Wherever you are, D11's Bank is right there to help. From applying for loans to opening new accounts and signing documents, personalized service is just a video call away. This is Bank Live with D11's Bank. This is is Community Banking. The Elevens Bank. This is Community Banking, and this is Brandon Bainey for Wayne DeZoop. <laughs> Thanks for, you like how I did that? <laughs> I did. I thought that was a great segue. Great yeah. segue. All right, that's Wayne. Well, that's why you're Brandon Bainey. That's right. Well, good luck uh, mowing the lawn. Uh, wish Thank me luck because I got to go dig out the jacket and gloves and winter hat to go shovel, but... <laughs> I like my job better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, all right, we'll see you next time on the SIC PrepCast. Thanks for tuning in on IdahoSports.com.